What is going on, everybody? Is yours truly, Mr. Okay, Fabe here. Welcome, everyone, back to the World of Fandom Podcast. Needless to say, it has been a hot minute since we've done an episode for you fine ladies and gentlemen out there as we talk everything in the world of fandom. We're talking superheroes, we're talking everything, movies, comics, TV, entertainment, wrestling, and anything in between. And of course, you know I'm not alone. You got with me my brother from another mother, the one and only Andrew Cutter. What's going on, Andrew? Living the dream. God damn it, I was hoping we were going to forget that line. No. You know what? I'm surviving on a... Uh, was it a monster? But it's one of those low-cal monsters, so they're only 50 calories. So, yeah, it's not that much caffeine. I should have done a rain. I should have done a bang, but it is what it is. We always use a bang. And, of course, we always appreciate each and every single one of you guys for joining us for another episode um, with our consistent schedule. Right, Andrew? Hey, listen. We, <laughs> we, we've been upfront and honest with people, right? Yeah. It's, it, we're we're going to do the, the podcast. It's just when... Hey, it's whenever we get a chance. Well, it's funny. Good. No, okay, fine. I'll go. This is what I love about you, Connor. Is you understand it. Like I will do stuff with other people, and I'll tell people up front. I'll be like, "Yo, just a heads up. This is the dealio." And you're like the only person who'd be like, "Okay, <laughs> whatever." <laughs> Hence why we're doing okay. the podcast together. But yeah. this is episode number 25. The last time we did an episode was actually on August the 5th. So it's been almost two months uh, since we've done it. So I love how we went from weekly to monthly to now every two months. At this rate, we're going to do one every freaking year. It's going to be an annual tradition. Um, but the good news is that gives us quite a lot of stuff and quite a lot of ammunition for more than enough to talk about in this week, in this week month decade millennia's episode um i mean me and andrew were just trying to get together just now and just compile a list of like all the stuff we we have to talk about and there's a doozy um but of course follow us on twitter at pod fandom so you guys can keep track of when episodes drop of course we're on all your favorite podcasting platforms we're of course on uh apple podcast spotify everywhere that you guys can uh find us uh but andrew you got some hot takes for us i'm sure you got a long list of hot takes yeah sure I'll I'll whip out some hot takes. I will, I'll just pull these right out of my butt. Um, so a couple things, <laughs> couple things, right? Uh, and I'll just get a bunch of the small stuff that we would have talked about out of sure. the way with the hot takes, right? Yeah, go for Fortnite, it. Fortnite, the new season of Fortnite is out, right? So uh, it's basically the same as the previous season in terms of rewards um, on how they're doing it, right? You get points, and then you can use those points to buy the rewards, and then. After you buy rewards, you can buy more rewards, so on and so forth. Um, and now they brought in a bunch of old weapons and old features such as slipstreaming and the automatic sniper rifle. So there's been a lot that's been brought on Fortnite. Uh, the only thing I can say about this season that I don't like is I think the rewards are messa messa. Um, I like Carnage. I think you like Carnage, right? But I'm Huge not- Carnage fan. Yeah. But I wouldn't place him as the final reward, right? Superman was a great final reward. If I had to pick a final reward and it was going to be a Marvel character, fucking Wolverine, even though he's already been done. Or Spider-Man, right? Those are what I would say are final rewards. Nothing against Carnage, but I would make him like a paid deal. So wait, so wait, Carnage is like the final reward skin for the whole thing? Yeah, he's, he's the big one. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that one. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Love Carnage, but I mean... Maybe chalk it up, obviously, the Venom 2 movie coming out. But, hey, I mean, still pretty cool to see him in there. The skin looks great. Yeah, it does. 
hopefully I'll get it soon. So um, I just haven't been able to play it that much because I've been casually doing a little Zelda on the side. So you know, I mean, it is what it I know is. I you you always play Zelda on the side. Let's let's be real here. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no shame. Uh, no shame. A couple other things. Let's see. They just released a bunch of trailers for Star Trek. If you care. Um, oh, I do care. Of- Listen, Picard, man, too. You know. Yeah. Um, well, Picard is my favorite character, and well, TNG is my favorite show. I'm gonna not gonna lie. Other than Q being part of the season, I'm not particularly excited for it, just because it's another alternate history time travel shenanigans uh. that has been done with every single time. But the new season of Low Decks has come out, and it has been a gem. I don't know if you watched Lower Decks. It's basically Family Guy with yes. Star Trek. And it's, yes, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, um. That's basically what's going on with Star Trek. Anything going on with Star Wars? Not really. Uh, they are star- They had Visions, Vision right? Yeah. yeah. Which I is the anime I style know. one, which looks, I'm not going to lie, that animation looks beautiful. It does look good. Unfortunately, I still haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I haven't either. I, I've only seen little tidbits here and there. I'm... I'm honest with you because, like, when I remember when we talked about this with like the Disney announcement, which I think Disney Plus is also doing like their big Disney Plus Day, November twelfth. They're gonna release yeah. a bunch of trailers. I think they're gonna show like Mandalorian stuff or or um, Boba Fett stuff. Um, but remember last year they announced like we're gonna come out with like thirteen to fifteen different Star Wars series. I was like, oh my god, like dopamine overload. But I'll be honest with you that the only ones I was kind of interested in was was um, uh, the oh, what's the what's the one they just did the um the clone ones that it's like the the bad batch, oh, bad batch. which yeah. was really which I thought was really good, and the other two I'm really just kind of like really keen in on is the Ahsoka and the Obi Wan Kenobi one. Yeah, Kenobi's probably the closest being released. I don't know when Ahsoka's going to be coming out. I, I don't knows. think they put a date for Ahsoka. I think Obi Wan's like January. I think it's I think it's going to come towards the beginning of the year. Sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> damn it, Andrew. With it. I mean, you know how dead I am to Star Wars. I love Star Wars, but it's hurt me so bad. And what's even worse is they fired Gina Carano, so half those shows are gone because she was supposed to be tying them all together. She was going to be like a driving force for, was it Rangers of the New Republic and whatever. And it's just like, they can't keep this shit together. Well, I mean, it's Disney too, so you know they're going to pump in like, you know, like, let's milk this, let's milk this cow dry. Mm-hmm. So oh, we'll, God, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Titans season three has been out. I don't know if we talked about this beforehand. Season we did, we did a little strong. bit. Yeah, season started off strong. But I'm not going to lie, it's kind of been shitty for the past, I don't know, three, three episodes or so. So hopefully it picks up. I feel like this show could really benefit from doing more than ten episodes a season. Because I feel like they're trying to do so many ideas at once, and it's not working. Right. It's kind of like it's kind of like a girl who's doing like seven blowjobs at once. It's like, yeah, someone's getting satisfied, but the other stuff are just sitting there limp as hell. Like it's just, I want this show to succeed, but it's just not not doing what I wanted to. So seven at a time. Seven. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Great. You are the king of analogies, my friend. Uh, <laughs> but um. So it's funny, we were talking about a lot of stuff and we were kind of getting together the list of all those different things we're going to talk about on this week's episode or week, month, whatever. This, this, this installment, I'll just say. And we normally start off with wrestling. Good Lord, in the two months that we've been on um, our break or whatever you want to call it since the last episode, 
there has been a lot to talk about. So, in lieu of that, we're actually going to hold off on the wrestling stuff to the very, very end. So, I guess um, we did talk a little bit about Titans with DC. Um, let's talk Rick and Morty, because that's a show that you and I love very much. Uh, the season five has is it's 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 wrapped right. It's not like at halfway point. They've done the ten episodes. Season five Correct. is done, right? Yes, yes. Did you okay. watch all the episodes? Oh, I did. Yeah, I watched them all. Okay, cool. So, um, I don't know about you, but I give it kind of like a middle of the road. I think that there was. I'll, I'll be honest. There were episodes that I actually enjoyed more than I thought I was going to. For some reason, the decoy one just tickles me in a certain way, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of Rick's floating head thing. That he does, yeah. where he just, I, I, it just, it, there, there were, it wasn't a horrible season. There have been better, obviously. I also didn't like the the tack on of Evil Morty at the very end. I felt like it was a little rushed. But then again, that's been Rick and Morty's thing of like balancing, uh, like standalone episodes versus like this like you know big overarching arc of like oh everything's connected to this bigger story and whatnot. So, um. But I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed the season overall. Yeah, I feel the same. I don't think it's the strongest season. Um, I don't know if I would even call it... See, the thing is, is bad Rick and Morty or mediocre Rick and Morty is still better than other stuff. Yeah, it's um, us, baby. And I would say out of the season, there was only maybe two episodes that I really didn't care for. The rest were either good or really good. Um, I think the problem when it comes down to the standalone episodes and the like, the evil Morty continuity episodes is that I don't think Harmon and Rollins really were looking to make the show be a continuity show, like a show that really focused on this long arcing Game of Thrones like story. Hell, they made I, fun of it. That's the best part. Yeah. The, the 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 what is it? The train episode. That was that yeah. was the entire joke of the whole thing. It's like that's hilarious. But here's the thing: it's like. The story has, like, the fans and the story itself has metamorphosed this uh, stuff. But, like, I listen to uh, Bald Moves. I don't know if you listen to their podcast. I've heard of them. They're really good. But in one of their Pickle Me Rick uh, podcasts, they were talking about how Harmon got a picture, like a, a professional painting done of the Battle of Blood Ridge, like, years ago before the episode came out, right? Oh, okay. And, like, he hangs it up on his wall because it's a reminder to him how important, like, this shit is to the fans that, that's like, an offhanded mention of the Battle of Blood Ridge is that important that a fan would draw a picture of it for him. So I think I think ultimately you have to have the continuity stuff, but I do think that maybe, like, one episode a season is enough for that, and if you do it right, you can pull that off. Like, I don't think... I liked how I liked Evil Morty. I thought his ending was rushed, but at the same time, I don't think we're done with Evil Morty. Nor do I think Evil Morty is the quote-unquote final antagonist. Oh yeah, no, no, no way. I think I think you're right though. I think they balanced it well because you had what you had. You had things like Rick going on his own, you know, with the two crows, um, yep. which again, hilarious. Um, Morty kind of getting him back, the evil Morty thing at the end. You also had like, um, the one where Rick's going inside Bird Person's brain, which I love that episode. I don't know about you, but I thought it, it just like the conversations with himself were very interesting and like those deep moments where it just like let it like it wasn't funny, it was just like letting it like kind of like simmer in. Um, versus 
the GoBots, which was the Voltron ripoff, which I thought was, again, hilarious. Um, and then like, the decoy one, which I know a lot of people thought wasn't the greatest episode, but I just, I don't know, there's something about that episode that just really made me, like, just chuckle. Um, and then but, there's a turkey Thanksgiving. Oh, right. Oh, that's right. I remember the last yeah, time I was talking about it. Did I, did I tell you about it? Did, 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 did I tell you how, like, the, how great it was? It's like Rick was Rick's not going to disguise himself as a turkey. Yeah. Like the turkey. All right, they those those flesh pots work perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, here's the thing. I think I I liked the last episode. I I liked the last episode for two two reasons. One is it explains the central finite curve a little bit better and the concept of it. And we won't go into that because I think that's just like a 20-hour conversation for another time. I tried to explain the central finite curve to someone at work, yeah. and boy, what was that? I mean, a it's customer. a pretty, a it's customer, a pretty, by the way. I mean, it's yeah. a pretty straightforward concept, isn't it? It yes, the basic concept is you can measure infinity by infinity, right? And right. The basic concept of the central finite curve is that Rick has cut off a section of infinity where there are infin infinite worlds right infinite ricks that are the smartest people right basically those ricks in those infinite worlds which there is no end to how many worlds there are right. can't leave that central finite curve because it's been cut off that's what that's what evil morty was trying to do is leave the central finite curve or at least that's Correct. how i interpreted it but um well i, I didn't like interpret i didn't interpret it as they couldn't leave because how well, else that's, were that's how I interpret it because the way that Morty explained it is he had to use a special formula. Like notice when he used his portal gun, yeah. it wasn't green, it was yellow. Correct. So maybe that coincides with the fact that he is teleporting to a place outside the central finite curve. Well that's which, what I his mean, goal if Evil, Yeah. But if Evil Morty could have done that at any time, why didn't he do that? He needed to have some masterful evil plan to do so. He wanted to get he couldn't he, get out. No, it's, it wasn't that. I don't think he wanted to get out. I think he wanted to get rid of the central finite curve. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So, okay. I, I interpret I interpreted it as I want to leave. I don't want to deal with this Correct. asshole anymore. Right. That's what evil Morty is, is that you just don't want to deal with this shit. Correct. So that's the That was his whole speech at the end. Yeah, that's exactly my point. But my point is I don't think he just didn't, I don't think he just wanted to leave it. I think he wanted you, to destroy it on the way out. Okay. But why, even, if that's, even if that's the case, then well, why blow up the what, it, what is it? Yeah, but what is the central finite curve though? If it's something that can be destroyed, does that mean there's no universe left where Rick is the smartest? Like, what does he mean by destroying the central finite curve? I'm assuming that destroying every universe that a possibility that has Rick as the smartest person in that universe. Mm. In, it, it, but but to destroy infinity is impossible. You and I both know that. Correct. Right, but infinity can also be—it's weird. But infinity can be measured. <laughs> Correct. But, uh, listen, Technically I'm speaking, not, uh, I'm not Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and give you a Joe Rogan speech about infinity. Yeah. But, but right, it's like if you if you can eliminate some kind of point in a multiverse from mm -hmm. ever happening, right? Like Rick being the smartest person, it yep. shuts off that portion of infinity. Yes, there's still infinity, but there's a portion of infinity that no longer has right. Rick as the smartest. So, so yeah, it's kind of it's fun. Listen, stop it. You're making <laughs> me more confused. But the other thing that we get, the other thing we get is we basically get a broad map of Rick's life because right. we get to see his memories. Yep. So we find out that his wife and his Beth actually did die. 
he and similar to that fucking flashback scene where they you know he was trying to escape the the was it the galactic force and he made up this fake backstory but part of it was actually real he's he hunted down a rick that killed his family for the longest time still never found him who i think that rick will ultimately be one of the main antagonists later on I, and then eventually he got disillusioned and all these ricks came together to destroy him so he blew them up but then he created the citadel rick so that he can keep them in check and eventually he just fucking found his, a new fucking beth and and fucking morty yeah which i mean we pretty much assume that because of what happened or what was said in the in the bird person episode he's like ah oh, you're one of those that went with an abandoned beth exactly so it's like and plus we already know the concept of like you know uh universe hopping from when he like <laughs> when he cronenberg everything kind of yeah. the show but so and i'm cool with that backstory like i always thought yeah. either that backstory or evil morty was his morty being a good backstory but it, apparently he has no morty he just takes on a morty that isn't his morty but regardless i'm fine with that backstory i think it's a reasonable backstory to make rick who he is i think i think you're right i was actually going to mention this too when you when you brought that up was i, I agree with you i think that the, the 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 rick and that's the thing we don't know it's that rick what do you mean we don't know it's that rick so bear with me on this explanation Remember the flashback okay. scene, right? So the whole sure. thing, you know, uh, Rick approaches C-137. I'm just going to make it easier. Rick appro- A Rick approaches C-137, tries to tell him about, you know, what he's capable of doing and blah, blah, blah. And he says, no, I'll pass. He goes, you're lost, whatever. He leaves. The next thing we see is the bomb being dropped, right? Oh, what you're saying is we don't know if it's that Rick that he previously met is the one that dropped the bomb. Correct. Okay. So I think the show left that somewhat open-ended for a reason. I agree. I think we are to assume that it is, and I think Rick assumes it is. But regardless, if Rick and Morty was to have an ending, and if the ending was going to be something that was an overarching story or continuity, for all we know, the ending could be something like Adventure Time, and it has nothing to do with anything. Right. Who knows? But, right. but, but if it was to have some kind of closure... Mm-hmm. I think it ultimately would tie back to Agreed. Rick in his origins. I, I think it's the only thing that would make sense. Want to go? Su- now, if you want to go super meta? It could be a Morty. Oh, it, it could, what if it was Morty? How, how how fucked up would it be if it was Rick himself that did it and he just didn't know? And this whole entire time he's been chasing like a fucking a, a like time a fucking loop, mom- dude. Like fucking memento. What if he erased his own memories of killing his own family because he needed to put himself on this fucking trajectory so right. that he could stop something? Like right. something as fucked up as that. It probably could be. But I love know. how you just, I love how instantly excited you got at this concept. Yo, dude, when I pull out a memento reference, like, <laughs> nobody understands that. But memento was amazing. It was a great movie ahead of its time. Um because I know that, so, that yeah. Well, no, the thing is, is that we know that one thing that Harmond and Royland have said is that they don't want to fuck with his time travel because, and rightfully so, right. as we, as we've said on this podcast, that time travel, anytime you introduce a time, the, the, for those of you who haven't heard, anytime you, in our opinions, I don't want to speak on behalf of Andrew, but generally speaking, if you introduce time travel into an already established show, unless the show or movie is built around the concept of time travel, and even that's kind of sticky, it gets, it can get messy really fucking quick. Um, yeah. and I know that they said they wouldn't want to, but no, I just, uh, it's funny. Just, just, the, just, 
just yeah. ask Future Trunks because his time travel is all fucked. Oh, don't even get me, don't even get me started. Oh, on that's that. another hot take that we gotta talk about after this. But continue. Uh, I know, I think I know we're gonna talk about. Um, but you know what's funny? Speaking of time and travel, and a little bit, we will segue off of Rick and Morty for a second, unless there was something else you wanted to bring up. What with Rick and Morty? Did I have something else I wanted? No, to no. Just I, w- I wanted to make sure if there's anything else before I switched gears to something different. No, you're making me second guess myself, and cool. that's very easy, especially at yeah, this I know. time at night. Yep. And <laughs> you, because you have a way of words. Uh, Perfect. No, no. Uh, on a whole, I think uh, the only problem I had with Rick's backstory is the fact that so much of it was revealed so quickly, and I think it was just because they wanted it to get out there so people could stop complaining but i think half the fun is i think half the fun is theorizing it's like with the zelda timeline half the fun of a zelda timeline is theorizing a timeline (laughs) but once they actually release the timeline everyone's like oh that's the timeline like (laughs) i could have made a better timeline hell remember when morty wakes up uh um morty wakes up from like you know seeing the whole thing unfold uh Rick goes, yeah, dead wife. Now everyone can start bitching about it. <laughs> and I'm like, exactly. Yeah, he, he's absolutely right. Um, but it just made me think about this with time and travel and everything. Um, obviously, in the two months that we have not been doing a podcast, there has been a lot of entertainment news, a lot of trailers for things coming out. And I'm curious Andrew's opinion on the Matrix 4 trailer. Ooh. It just so, made me think about this. You know as well as I do, Matrix was kind of an important part of our our, oh, yeah. our, our yep. teenage years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I remember us playing the Matrix video game a lot. But Matrix was a really big movie series. And let me tell you something, Connor. And we haven't really talked about it that much. Matrix 1, phenomenal. Matrix right. 2, highly underrated. I liked Matrix 2. I thought it was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Matrix, Matrix 3, eh, could have been better. But it is what it is. I am legitimately pumped for Matrix 4. I think the trailer looked good. I thought it, I thought that they're going back to this story in a reasonable way. I have only one concern. Yeah. And this is my concern. There is theories out there, and spoiler alert, to something that we've never seen before, and we're just <laughs> theorizing, but right. there is there is rumors out there that Neo was never the one, and it was always supposed to be Trinity. If they do that, hmm. I will be rip shit. Because never, it, it never heard that theory. Oh yeah, it's going around everywhere. It just kind of undermines everything that's been done with the the franchise, right? But putting that aside, the what if in this hypothetical universe that the internet has created, uh-huh. because we can totally trust the internet one hundred percent of the time, <laughs> right? Just just like the government, right? Oh um, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, it looks good. I'm actually genuinely excited. And Keanu Reeves has aged like fine wine, my friends. He's only gotten better. So, I will say this. Um, I think that there's a... I do not agree. No, 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 no. Okay. This is just like the Rick and Morty thing. We're going to go down the rabbit hole really quick here. Okay. So, let's get into it. Because I, I actually wrote this five-page script about the fucking trailer. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I, I bro- dude, I broke it down. I'm not going to read the whole thing. 
but I actually was going to plan to do a separate video on my YouTube channel just breaking down the whole thing because there's a lot of interesting stills, but I'm going to try and like generalize it and, and condense it down as fast as humanly possible. <clears throat> the movie looks great. It looks exciting. It looks intriguing. I'm very genuinely curious about John Wick. I mean, Matrix 4. Um, <laughs> someone killed Neo's dog and he's out for revenge. What I'm, what I'm worried about is the story <clears throat> because... I have a th I have basically two theories. The first is, long story short, Neo got plugged right back into the Matrix. Fair assumption. I agree with that. We didn't see what happened to his body at the end of the third movie. Okay. I mean, wasn't there a part of the trailer where we see his body in the Matrix? Yep. Cor and he looks like he still has all the same wounds from Matrix yep. 3? Correct. Okay. Uh, so I think they plugged him back in. I think they they did a memory wipe, and he's trying, and he's now realized, like reimagine, like he's regaining memories and dreams and stuff. And I think that's how he's like starting to see things the way they are again. Um, I think that they are. Cl I think Trinity and Morpheus are clones. Okay. Because because that's the, fair the, the the gentleman in yes. the in the glasses who's like saying time to fly. That's that that is Morpheus. They have confirmed that that is Morpheus. But, in, again, it's been years since I've seen Matrix mm -hmm. 3. I'm sure mm -hmm. I'll see it another time. Wasn't Trinity, like... Dead. Pr like, very, very dead? Like, yes. owie, I'm, I'm not coming back dead? Yep. Or was yep. it ambiguous, like, uh, by the flesh wound dead? I don't remember. <laughs> she was impaled with a bunch of spikes, remember? Like, the metal well, rods were all over? That happens to a lot of people. So, <laughs> I just want... Like, did, did her heart get that, stabbed? That happens <laughs> to a lot of people. It, it does. Sorry, boss. Won't come in today to work. I got impaled by a bunch of spikes. Um, so, no, as far as far as we know from the movie, she is dead dead. Again, so far, as far as we know. it would be reasonable that it would be reasonable, like, if not clones, that maybe their computer programs too, misleading True. Neo to go and do what the... Oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong, but, but the, the reason I think she's a clone or, or she's because that scream scene where she's like fighting off eight, like, like SWAT team members. And then she screams, you see like echoes of like other women. Uh-huh. That makes me think that's just not, it's not the same Trinity from before, but possibly a machine clone or a machine program that is designed to kind of, you know, make Neo comfortable, even on like a subconscious level. Um, the other theory that I've heard, and I really hate this theory if this is the case because it'll piss me off, Reboot. is it, it, sort of, is that the fact that, you ready for this? Go for it. Thomas Anderson is a writer, director, and made the Matrix movies. Wait, what? what so, what you... in, in, in the fourth Matrix movie... It's revealed that Thomas Anderson is actually like a writer, director, actor, whatever, who made The Matrix as a franchise, like a movie franchise, and then finds out it's all real. Oh my God, no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I'm, yeah, I'm right there with you. The only reason, the, the only reason that people have said that is because of the very last line where he's talking to somebody. He's like, "You're going back to where it all started, back to The Matrix," and they're thinking he's talking like a Hollywood agent. Mm. And I'm like, "Fuck no." So oh, you see, yeah. see, you you, you see why I'm worried. Fucking, yeah, see, this is how fucking jaded we are by how burnt <laughs> we've been by Hollywood that we're yeah. just assuming the worst. Based for the on record, I'm going to go see the thing either way. So I'm. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, but but 
I worry about the story. Visually, looks awesome. That dude, th- that version of Jefferson Airplane, White Rabbit in the trailer. Oh, mm-hmm. beautiful song. And I don't usually talk about trailer songs either, but um, I think that they, well, they also had the theory of like they were trying to reawaken Neo, and and they don't know who he is. Yeah, like Morpheus is trying to see it together. Because I doubt, I doubt my wife would want to go see it. I don't uh, know yeah, if you also would. No, yeah. absolutely not. Let's go hand in hand, skipping to our loos. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> I haven't been in the movie theater in forever. Forever, forever, ever, ever, Because it's all been fucking. I can just watch this shit when it comes out on HBO yeah, Max or it's true. Prime. Actually, you can watch it on HBO because it's just in December. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Slumber party, um, break out the footsie pajamas. Um, but no, I just I was curious your thoughts on it. There's actually been a couple. I'm trying to think of the other trailers that that have been out since we've talked. There hasn't been too too many. We got more Venom two trailers, which meh. I mean, I love yeah. Carnage, but you know, it, it, nothing nothing too new on that front. Um, we did get a Hawkeye trailer for the Disney Plus show, which I'm not gonna lie to you, it looks just fun. I don't even give a shit if it's a superhero movie or war or superhero genre or a Marvel one. Didn't it just looks get the fun. Fucking Spider-Man movie trailer. Oh God, yeah. What the fuck? Am, of- I'm fucking idiot. Yes, we did get the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Um, yeah, let's talk that. <laughs> let's talk a little Marvel then. We'll switch gears. You saw it, right? I did. Yeah, I, I made a TikTok off of it. Uh, on a whole, oh, that's right. it looks. On a whole, it looks okay. I mean, get, seeing Doc Ock at the end was nice. I will say this, right? Um, I think Tom Holland's probably pound for pound, in my opinion, the best Spider-Man, but his movies are not the best Spider-Man movies. Um, I hold true that if we had a hierarchy of superhe- uh, superhero movies, yep. Spider-Man 2 would definitely be in the top five, right? You would probably have Dark Knight in there, and maybe, maybe have Avengers, and then maybe have fucking Spider-Man 2 or Superman 1978-1 or, or whatever, right? You would have your hierarchy. Spider-Man Two would definitely be in the top five. That movie was fucking phenomenal, and anything that goes back to that movie just shoots nostalgia up my asshole. Um, but besides that, we didn't see too much. We saw no hints of the other Spider-Man. I mean, it looks all fine and dandy. Um, I, I I think my biggest problem with it is one: a we don't know that's Doctor Strange, and I I, I said this too before. I just watched the Doctor Strange movie for the first time. Yeah. So if you want to know my thoughts on that, I can give that to you well, in a moment. Okay. But, yeah, I was gonna say, what's the no, issue with Doctor Strange in the movie? In this one? I don't think it's him. I think it's Mephisto. Number one. Okay. Doctor Strange wouldn't do something as stupid as a fucking spell. And number two, Peter, it's making everyone forget your Spider-Man is not an answer to the the problems that you're having. Like, goddamn. What what a fucking! He's I, also a kid though, a, but he's a yeah, kid. Yeah, but he's a uh, so so. Teenagers make mistakes. Okay, hold on. Catch him as a kid. Okay. Listen. Yeah, but teenagers Whoa. make mistakes. God knows we had. In erase everyone's memory about. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> this listen. In my what? book, he is Spider Man. Okay? Right. Okay. Uh, okay, but legal, no, but he's but, a legal but, superhero adult. But anyway. <laughs> but my point is, is that he makes mistakes. My, I get it, but here's my problem with it. Right. I I fundamentally do not like superhero movies mm-hmm. where the fuck up is caused entirely by the superhero. Like everything that is going wrong is because of Spider-Man supposedly. Right. Now yep. maybe that may be Mephisto there fucking around with them and I, I have a really, really I, I have a great rebuttal on why it's not but go ahead. Well, anyways, 
Maybe it is. Maybe something else. Maybe something is pushing Spider-Man to do it. But, like, goddamn, Connor, we were idiots when we were 15. I remember <laughs> Darius doing a swanton bomb off of my shed. Yep. I remember hitting you with a chair and hurting you, and then you saying, keep doing it for the crowd. There was no crowd. There was my cat <laughs> and Anthony. Like, we did dumbass stuff. Erasing everyone's memory that I was Spider-Man, I wouldn't pull that trigger. And again, we did some stupid stuff. Let's not forget the fact that you drove your car up and down my street just so that we could throw a doll at it to hurt the doll. Like, yeah. what were we thinking? Right. Because one of us had a bad break. Bro, bro. Listen, bro. just thank God there wasn't a Doctor Strange around when we were teenagers. Yeah, no shit. But I, I'm just saying, fundamentally, I don't like the concept that Spider-Man is the one that's causing And it's also based, is it's loosely based off one of what I think the most controversial Spider-Man no stories would, oh yeah, which I think nobody likes. No, nobody. but it's a, it's a little bit more based off of the one that follows after, which I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it's it's more like Dark New Day. What's that? I think the next story was Brand New Day. Yeah, some, something along those lines, but, but, yeah. um, but... Okay, here's my rebuttal why I don't think it's Mephisto. Okay. And it's actually – actually, you know what? Before I get to that, it actually has to tie into what you said. You said you saw the Doctor Strange movie for the first time. Give us a quick breakdown of your thoughts on it. Um, on a whole, it is a standard Marvel film, which means it is Fair. the average. Yep. Um, and I enjoyed a lot of the world building. Yep. I had one big problem with it. Okay. Okay. So let me tell you something. Whenever you watch a film, particularly about superhero films, but just uh -huh. in general, you know how there's the character progression. There's the positive character story arc and a negative story arc. Yes. A positive character story arc, and I'll use Vegeta, for example, is when a character lives in what is considered a lie, and they eventually realize what the lie is, and they yep. start living in the truth. Right. Vegeta's lie was that power and vengeance and and basically being evil is what would ultimately get him happiness. And then when he found out that was not the right way to pursue things, he started going in a positive story arc direction. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be a lie or anything. Right. It could I get be your, something yeah. that's, you know, oh, vengeance is not what I should be doing, or, or like, you know, maybe I should have a code of conduct to not kill anyone, right? Typically, characters need to go through this transition. Right. Luke Skywalker went from a naive farm boy to a fucking Jedi. This growth. Yep. Doctor Strange does not grow at all in the film. He's a pompous asshole douchebag in the very beginning when he's a doctor. Yep. And then at the end, he's a pompous asshole douchebag who just happens to now know magic. And he that's why I don't think and... it's Mephisto. Oh, see, that's, but, okay, so first of all, for the film, I, <laughs> first of all, first of all, first of all, for the film, yeah. for the film, yeah. I think it was a bad choice. Uh -huh. like Doctor Strange didn't grow at all. He was right. the same character at the end. I he completely no agree. This is why I think it's Mephisto in, in, in The Way Home, because I think it's the same character. Okay. Well, either way, <laughs> if it's Mephisto or not Mephisto, well, the uh -huh. fuck, it's even more stupid, the fact that Doctor Strange would agree Correct. stupid dumb... Oh, my God. Marvel, be better. <laughs> be better. I, I get it. I mean, the Flash fucks up sometimes Listen, and goes for a brisk walk and rewrites I, history because of the Flashpoint. <laughs> but goddamn, he did it by accident. But I just love how I just stumbled you up. Like purpose. you're like he he doesn't have a character arc. I'm like, that's why I don't think it's Mephisto. You're like, but that's exactly why. No, <laughs> no, it's funny because okay, I actually are we putting bets on this? Are we going to put a bet on this? How about this? We'll All right, deal. A, bet, a gentleman bet. If it is Mephisto mm -hmm. or not, okay. 
Let's make it very strange. Uh, let's make it very because Miss Fitzo is a very specific thing. Yep. Let's do this. We'll we'll make a bet on whether that truly is Doctor Strange or yep. if it's an imposter. If it is an imposter, you win. Uh, I win. If it is Doctor Strange, you win. And here's what the bet is going to be: next okay. time we have a pay per view, yep. the loser has to buy the other one five energy drinks to share amongst each other. Okay. Very he, simple. He, he, okay. Okay. That's a very simple gentleman's bet. Nothing too crazy. However, I need to throw out one caveat because there is a possibility I want to throw out there and I just want to see where this would fall in the guidelines. So okay. bear with me here. You probably haven't been seeing the show. What if, right? Oh, you mean like if this is the evil Dr. Strange, yep. from the what if universe? Yep. Uh, if it's the evil Dr. Strange from the what if universe, then we'll call it a wash. Okay, deal. All right. So okay. I think it's I think it's the actual Doctor Strange from our universe. You think it's either Mephisto or some other shenanigans. But if it's the what if one, then it's a MacGuffin. It's a mulligan, I should say. Yes. And then yep. we'll have John buy the fucking energy drinks. God knows he needs the he has the money. All right. Um, yeah. $4,500. $4,500 for a Cody Rhodes AEW but, action figure. My, my, my man, I could use yep. that to pay my rent. Phew. I could I could pay off some very hefty uh, bills. All right, um, real yeah, real quick with other Marvel, real quick with other Marvel stuff. Uh, Hawkeye trailer came out. I really like it. I think it's gonna be fun little like little romp. Uh, it takes place during Christmas, so it's like Die Hard. Yeah, I, didn't I think. See it. I think you, you might like it. I'll send you the trailer. I, I think you might honestly. Well, we'll see. Um, I did see. Uh, said I did that get, about Shang Chi, and I mean, I still nuke Wob on that one. I did get a chance to see Shang Chi, and it is fantastic. I'm not just blowing. I, I listen. I know I'm a Marvel fanboy, but hear me out. I went into this kind of skeptical because everyone was saying, "Oh, it's a great." The story is very solid. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Listen, uh, just because the characters are no name doesn't mean that it can't be good. I guess. I mean, we'll see. We. I will give it a chance. I will. I, I think. Will, I promise. Listen, I will. Just wait, wait till it comes out on Disney Plus on November twelfth. Yeah, when it comes out on Disney. But oh. I honestly like no bullshit. Like it has very little tie-in except for the end credit scenes, whatever. For like the bigger Marvel stuff, just the just on its own, I thought it was very very well done. I think you'll. I, I honestly think you'll enjoy that. I'm not just saying it to blow smoke. Like the Eternals one, I get you. You're not going to be interested. The Hawkeye one, you might. You might. But mm-hmm. honestly, Shang Chi, it it definitely lives up to the hype as far as people are giving it online. For Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna talk very briefly oh. on the. Oh god. No, last thing. Yeah. Just, we should throw it out there. Dragon Ball Super. Have you been following do we, the do manga? We, do, yeah. Do, do we have to? Do, what about Vegeta's new form? Yeah, Ultra Ego. <laughs> it's. I know it sounds silly, but I kind of like it. It's. It's. The eyebrows thing is just weird to me. I don't know yeah. what it is. I didn't like it on SS3. I, I just, it's very strange to me. It looks like they regressed into a caveman. I, I get it, I get it. You know? But, 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 let's just say, let's say, Gr- Vegeta did a lot better against Granola than Goku did. Vegeta yeah. never officially lost, but he was going to lose. Goku lost, I think, three times against Granola. So, on a whole, I count it as a win. I mean, Vegeta needs whatever he can get. But I just wanted to mention that. Let's move on. Let's just <laughs> yeah, let's, move on. Let's right. wait to the end of the story. Okay. Nintendo Direct? Um, not much to say. I mean, the Castlevania stuff sounds cool. Um, Bayonetta 3 is good to see. 
more mature prime dread fine but i mean i don't i don't think it was bad but i i wasn't blown away well i'm trying to think what happened last year and i'm because i'm thinking like last year's nintendo rect was i felt like had more like substance to it right am i am i wrong Probably, but they've done. I just like can't. The re- I just can't direct. remember. I can't remember. I just can't remember was. what was announced. But I felt like there was more. There was more weight. There was more like, more like things you could really sink your teeth into. The Kirby game looked badass. I'm not gonna lie. That's probably the biggest takeaway from the whole thing was that. And I guess the end. So you might know better. Uh, so N64 games are coming to the Switch in the same sense of like the Super Nintendo games did. Yeah, it's basically yeah. going to be on the Nintendo Switch Online Network. Okay. I mean that's I mean depending on what's on that library, dude. No, if if no mercy, bro. I doubt I, it, I, but I, I, <laughs> I agree with you, and that would be amazing. It won't happen. I know, but bro. And you know what else won't happen? I'm sad that it won't. What? Fucking golden eye. There was no golden eye on that preview list. <sighs> well, here. And I think he, it's because it's licensed. Well, it's funny you say it, it's funny you, you're talking about this because real quick, just on Nintendo stuff, and I was talking to some friends about this. I think Nintendo is missing a major mark on their library, honestly, because I think even though we handled their library better, you know what I mean? Like I felt you like mean their previous library. Yeah, meaning anything that they had prior in terms of like you know transferring over to like a modern generation console. If the Switch, if Nintendo came out with a online catalog of like let's say ninety five percent of their games because of licensing and shit available to download kind of like what they're doing now uh sales would skyrocket can you imagine <laughs> yeah i agree and i think that's been a big criticism for a lot of fans yep that the we had this we online which you could buy games and not only like old nintendo games but obscure atari games and and all these other games from the past that you couldn't get almost on any other platform because it's just fucking, you know, this, they're obscure or old or something like that. And yes, I, I, I agree with you. I think Nintendo should have gone that route because they would be making much money, so much money. And I don't have a reason why they wouldn't. Maybe they want to have in good faith for people to use the online and they're expecting long run online to make them more money because not everyone's going to download the game. No, game, but I mean, if you, like, if you want to like, if you want to do things like the Mario trilogy they did in the Zelda trilogy that they're doing, fucking go for it. You know what I mean? Like put out like a couple of those like mega hits that you know is going to make bank and then just roll in some of the other ones. Cause I'm just telling you, like what was the one game I was trying to say that was like, Oh, like, um, I, I said this a, a while back. I might've said this to you too. Uh, Mario party. I love Mario Party on the Switch, but it's very limited. I know they're coming out with like the second one at the end of October, but I'm more excited for that because it's like 10 boards and stuff and like online gameplay. Dude, some of the Mario Party games, if you imported them over to the Switch and did online, oh my, dude, the amount of fun that could be had on that is, the possibilities are fantastic. Um, And that just popped in my head something else about another video game I want to talk about a little later on, but... um, but uh, yeah, just I feel like they're they're missing out on a huge potential caveat there. Uh, but speaking of which, just real quick with with uh, video games. <laughs> so you like Super Smash Brothers, right? Yes. I what about played in a while? But I do like it. But what what if what if you could play a, a basically the same concept game of Super Smash Brothers with Nickelodeon characters? Oh yes, I saw this. I forget what it's called, but there's a game coming out like that, correct? 
I kind of want to get it. Um, I will say this. I think it's <laughs> I think it's a cool idea, but I never grew. I didn't I didn't watch Nickelodeon growing up. Remember, I didn't have cable until I was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nickelodeon is like some like when everyone talks about Legend of the Hidden Temple or whatever. I'm just like, what the fuck is that? Crack? I don't know. What? The... Yo, dude, you want to hit up that Legend of the Secret Temple? Like, <laughs> fuck, man, I, I, Disney Channel, what is that, right? I had to go over to your house to watch Raw, I mean. Oh, yeah, fuck. that's right. Um, so, but but it does look cutesy. It does look nice. So I'll give it that. I don't know. Who, who knows? I wish I had time to play video games, dude. I don't have time. Like, oh, God, what happened to us? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to, to, to really segue into oh, Jesus. Fucking power oh, of positivity shit. up in this bitch. Um, Are we going to that wrestling now? I think we're almost there. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to mention. Oh, um, it, well, that, that is tied into wrestling. But, of course, real quick, we meant we should have done this at the top of the, of the podcast, but we do want to pay some respects to mm-hmm. two people that we lost. Uh, for wrestling fans, Daphne, uh, tragic case of you know mental illness and and committing suicide and just um absolutely tragic and then the other was a comedic legend uh norm mcdonald who i will say right now um did not appreciate him for how funny he was and you know i i did see some of his stuff and he is pretty funny i think my favorite bit of his it wasn't even anything he was well known for but he uh it was actually two. He was on the Conan O'Brien show after he lost the Tonight Show, mm-hmm. and he was on. You know, Conan was on his own show because they were close friends. And he brings a basket. He's like, "Oh, this thing I meant to give you eight months ago." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, there's a card. You want me to read it?" Sure. He goes, "Congratulations on securing your host as per, uh, your job as permanent host of the Tonight Show. That's something they can never take away from you." <laughs> and he said this right in front of him on the air. And the other was was. Um, it was some some sket on SNL where he's like making fun of women. It was like a, you know a, a joke towards women, and he's like, "Yeah, all you people booing." Fun fact: that joke was actually written for by a woman. So, jokes on you. He goes, "I'm kidding. We don't let." We he goes, "I don't kidding. We don't let. We don't let women write here." Dude, <laughs> like I, you fucking I said, asshole. I, I, I sent you on TikTok. I don't know if you saw it when he was talking to. He was on that fucking comedian cars with. Uh, uh, Seinfeld. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I forget who he was talking to, but he's like, "Yeah, I was talking to blah 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 about the Cosby case," and you know, he was uh, he was saying that you know the hypocrisy was the worst part, and I had to disagree. And Seinfeld's like, "Really? Yeah, yeah." I think I think the raping was the worst part. (laughs) Like. Who who who's a hypocrite when they're rapists? I mean, everyone's a hypocrite. It's not like you're gonna come out and be like, "I know it's not socially acceptable, but goddamn, I love raping." <laughs> like I like he. I mean, yeah. I think uh, I remember Norm more from my childhood and the stuff he did back in the '90s and maybe the early 2000s. But yeah, it's a a great loss for both of them, him and Daphne. I I did know Daphne as well, but I mean, suicide is. A terrible, terrible thing that I don't think enough focus is put on, and uh, it's a shame that anyone gets to a point in their life where that becomes for what they think is the only option. Yes, agreed. Um, so, 
yeah. But let's let's switch gears. Uh, speaking of wrestling, we'll switch gears over to wrestling. Oh, and man, there's there's a there's a shit ton to talk about with wrestling. First, let's talk about something that's outside of like the companies themselves. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring is back with the second half mm-hmm. of season three. Two episodes have aired so far, and me and Andrew have talked about this a little bit. Uh, I think scattered uh, in various episodes of the World of Fandom podcast. The, the the there's two things I'll have to say about this. The first is they do their research. Um, yeah. You know, we I think we talked about the Benoit one, which you know it's it's one thing to do a documentary about these horrible things that happen in the pro wrestling industry, but I mean for God's sakes, like for the Benoit one, they got the uh, they got the deputy that was called out on the scene. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they they obviously knew what the hell they you know they they were definitely doing their research. And then in this, the most recent ones, the plane ride from hell, they got the stewardess who was on yeah. the plane ride from hell. So we've done plane ride from hell, and then as of this recording, they've also done the um, the, the career of Chris Canyon. And um, man, whew, heavy episodes. I, have, I haven't watched the Chris Canyon one, but I did watch the plane ride from hell, which yep was interesting. Which I thought Vince was on that plane ride, but I guess there was more than one plane ride. Because I remember them talking about him and Kurt Angle getting into a, a wrestling, and, and Taker had to break it up. But what I will say about the plane ride for hell, none of that stuff was good. But I'm also not entirely shocked. Like, if someone told me that Ric Flair went around <laughs> propelling I've seen, his... I've seen that firsthand, that, actually. Or, or, or that someone tried to cut off Michael Hayes's uh, Michael Hayes' hair, or that someone got so drunk they started singing over the interspeaker. Like, uh, yep. I'm not, I'm not shocked. Is it good stuff? No, I, I don't think. If it is true about Ric Flair pinning the story, not pinning, but like blocking, yeah, right? Like blocking. He blocked her from leaving, and he's like, cornered her. To touch the nature boy. Woo. Yep. And like that's terrible, right? There's there's no way around it, right? Yep. But I mean. I mean, I'm not shocked that, like, because wrestlers are just, I, I think there's some wrestlers that have the head on straight for the most part, but, like, at the same time, I don't, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't shocked to hear that Xbox cut off someone's hair. You're basically saying that, that you, were, you were not surprised, but you were... I was not dis- surprised, but I don't condone. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I don't condone. I am, I am interested when Dark Side of the Ring finally decides to take their dick and stick it into Stone Cold Steve Austin's marriage. If that ever happens. So, um, <laughs> yeah, let me unpack what you just said there. So, I'm I'm running the same boat with you. Most of the stories on the on the plane ride from hell I'd heard about. Now, yes, people yeah. are confusing this with another plane ride from hell. I believe the one that they're talking about with Kurt Angle and, and Vince definitely happened on another flight. And the reason I know that is because of the timing on this one. So this took place in 2002, fresh into the WWE brand split. So this flight was the Raw crew, the Monday Night Raw crew. And at the very early ages, stages of the, of the, the draft or the brand split, Vince was not with the Raw crew. He was with the SmackDown crew. That's why the names, when you hear them all, all were on the Raw roster because they would split them up. Uh, They would have one stay domestically and the other travel to the UK, which is where this flight was coming back. So no, Vince was not on this flight, Um, despite people think otherwise because Kurt Angle was on SmackDown. 
you know, that all, you know, kind of makes a little bit more sense. Uh, I'd heard almost every story except the flare one, although the flare one instantly I know happened. And the reason I, well, I shouldn't say no happened, but I have, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not surprised in the least because I've seen that happen firsthand with the flare and the robe thing. So can't say I'm surprised. Where did you see that firsthand? I need to know. Do you, do you really need to know? Well, I'm just curious on when yeah, you yeah, and yeah, yeah. Flair were in the same room and he whipped out his robe and fucking so, propelled his dick. This was, this was years ago, and I was at an independent show in Massachusetts, and I was working backstage and helping out some stuff, and Flair was on the card. And we went to the, the hotel afterwards to kind of talk and, and talk shop and everything, and we were going into, like, we were at a hotel, right? So... When you go into the hotel, I can't remember which one, but basically the way it worked was when you walked in the lobby of the hotel, there's the the desk, the concierge, the check-in, everything, right? To your left is the the elevator, and then there's like a set of st- a small set of stairs that go up to a landing, and then it turns to go up to the first floor, well, first floor of rooms, right? And then to the right of that was the bar and the restaurant, and the bar kind of overlooked the lobby area. So if you're sitting at the bar, you can easily scope out and see like the lobby area. So I was at the bar talking to, I believe, the promoter or whoever, and turned over, and sure enough, on the landing was Rick in the rope. Nah, I, I mean, I got, I got, I got. <laughs> I mean, I got, I got. I can't believe I got. I, I got to ask this question: How, how big was this picture for a leg lock that he had in between his legs? So. I mean, is he really the nature boy? Yeah, the, what, what was insinuated in the in the story is true. In the dark side of the ring. Well, again, I don't condone anything. Rick no, and, and did, so it, it's. But I'm it's, not surprised that he would be that intoxicated that he would do something so egregious. Yeah, unfortunately, Flair comes from another time, and that's no excuse. But it certainly makes sense as to why he would do that. It just it's sad because I've never, you know, I do not. Yeah, that is absolutely inexcusable in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, so Ladies and I, gentlemen, yeah. alcohol is not always a good thing. No kidding. Um, mm. So anyway, Dark Side of the Ring does fantastic jobs, but now with all the backlash between Flair and Tommy Dreamer, I don't know if anyone's going to want to show up on the show for season four. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Tommy, well, listen, Tommy Dreamer brought him on, on himself. Like, who fuck? Like, fucking hate Tommy Dreamer. Stu- hate. Stupid, stupid statement, to say the least. Very insensitive yeah. and whatnot. So, um, and you know... If he just, I mean, he, listen, I'm not going to speak for Dreamer. Dreamer probably could have got what he was trying to say out and said it respectfully and said it correctly and not have, he probably still would have got heat, but it wouldn't have been as bad. Like he was, he was unapologetic to that stewardess. And I mean, goddamn, (laughs) she had to deal with a guy blocking her and fucking propelling his, like, I'm not trying to laugh, but, like, like that's a terrible situation that she was put in, and he yeah. was remorseless about it. Yeah, it just, it's just not, no, no bueno, no bueno in any way, shape, or form on that one. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, it, it goes without saying, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I think it's, it's pretty clear, but, uh, Dark Side of the Ring continues with the season three episodes, I think we've got, um, I think there's only five because I was had to figure it out. Like, is it, is it, um, I'm like, is it 
a new season? Is it a second half of a new season? Like, what is it? And I'm just pulling up the episodes um, coming up in the next couple of weeks. So we obviously we just did the plane ride from hell. Uh, we did the double life of Chris Canyon, which that was a uh, that was a that was a tough one because it was him dealing with him being like in the closet and and all sorts of you know back and forth. It, it's an it's another good one. But next week's as of this recording, Blood and Wire Onita's FMW, which I know Andrew, you've probably never heard of FMW, right? I've heard, but I haven't seen. Cool. Think of ECW in Japan on steroids. Oh god, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a bloodbath. So if you're squeamish, you probably don't want to watch this week's episode. You know what I just realized too? Mm. Neither of our favorite wrestlers will ever be on Dark Side of the Ring. Because as far as I know, both Taker and The Rock have a squeaky clean quote unquote career. Like I don't know of any controversy that either of them really like any major controversy. No. Not to my yeah. knowledge. I mean, I'm sure there's, I mean, there's wrestlers court, but that's, you know, I mean, that's, that's nothing compared to Stone Cold Steve Austin's fucking, yeah, like, I it, like Stone Cold, but like, I'm, they're, they're like one of the big, okay, arguably the biggest wrestler of all time mm-hmm. and arguably the most interesting story that can come from him and they ain't tackling it. Well, that's why I'm curious what the season four stuff is going to be. If they, I think they got renewed, but I don't know for sure. But it just it, like what's left, you know? I mean, granted, they've covered a lot. I mean, hell, last season I was like, "Cool, you guys are back. What are you going to start off light? We're going to start off with the Benoit tragedy. Oh shit. Okay, yeah. what are you guys going to end with? We're going to end with the Owen Hart accident, motherfucker. <laughs> you oh, guys, speaking of you, Owen Hart. Oh Owen yeah. Hart fucking yeah. That's let's, something. All right, let's dude. segue into positive news. AEW time, baby. Owen Hart. AEW, this is huge. It is because, so, and I, I will say this right. I'm super excited for this. Um, putting putting everything aside with the tragedy that happened with Owen Hart. Yep. Because I know how. I mean, especially after watching Dark Side of the Ring and all that jazz, right. you know how much it affected his family. Mm-hmm. But Owen Hart is not only in my top ten favorite of all time. But I think he is, without a doubt, talent-wise, and I know this is controversial, but the best of the hearts. I think he was much better than Brett. I think maybe Brett maybe had a better look, or maybe even Brett might, I can't believe I'm saying this, Brett might have been a little bit better on the mic at the time. Uh, But I honestly think when it comes down to wrestling, no one could touch Owen. Owen was fucking amazing. So, I mean... I think this is a great way for the fans to finally, I want to say honor Owen or be able to celebrate Owen with it being within his family's comfort zone. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm just, uh, I'm trying to pull up the official announcement because it's, it's an interesting several announcements actually, uh, because they did a post a, um, a partnership in full. I'm going to try and barrel through this, so bear with me if I talk fast. All Elite Wrestling and the Owen Hart Foundation, a nonprofit charity which provides a vast range of assistance and opportunities to individuals in need across the world, are collaborating to honor the legacy of the late Owen Hart, a beloved figure in the professional wrestling community and beyond. This collaboration includes launching the annual Owen Hart Cup Tournament within AEW, which will see the winner receive the cup known as the Owen, as well as production and distribution of unique and original Owen Hart merchandise, including specified retail goods, as well as the upcoming AEW console video game. Now, 
you said it best, you know, referring back to the dark side of the ring. Martha, the widow of Owen Hart, she doesn't hate wrestling. She hates Vince. <laughs> There's a big difference. Yeah. And I think that this is, you know, a lot of fans of Owen have been looking of ways to like honor his legacy and tradition. And unfortunately it's very difficult to do that with WWE and the way they, let's just be real, poorly handled everything. So to do this is fantastic. Um, because I think, did you see Mark Henry's hall of fame speech? No, I didn't. So when he, one of the last things, or towards the end of his speech, he was he was making a plea to Martha to let Owen come home. Now that's of course referring to the fact that Martha will not let Owen Hart be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And honestly, after watching the Dark Side of the Ring episode about it, I do not blame her in the least bit. So this is basically, without trying to make it sound too extreme or or too like you know dramatic or over the top, this is reintroducing or bringing Owen back into wrestling. Yeah, it's um, in the best way possible. It, it it is. It's. I think this is a good compromise. I think being an Owen Hart fan myself, I think first and foremost, whatever his family decides to do is something that you have to honor, respect. Because yep. while we lost a something we watched and we enjoyed and a person we enjoyed, they lost a father, they lost a brother, they lost a son, they lost a husband, they lost a family member. There's no denying that. But I think. I think obviously the the delicate issue also is the fact that when you become a former like a wrestler, especially one that is as committed as Owen, and you gain fans and you gain the the love from those fans that you do, it's 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 tough for those fans to swallow the pill of not being able to how can I say not be able to celebrate Owen in that fashion. Um, it's, yeah, it's so, hard to like celebrate said, it when the place I, that where he died. Correct. It's yep. just tough, right? And yep. and um and like I said, at the end of the day, the call is one hundred percent always going to be his wife and his family. Um, it's just it's it's a weird taboo situation where Owen shared much of his life with people that they didn't even know, and and being able to find a good compromise and good medium, I'm glad there is, and I'm 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 truly excited. I and like I said, Owen's one of my favorite of all time. I love fucking Owen Hart. Not only that, right? I love how Owen Hart just fucking got like, dude. I was watching him versus British Bulldog in a match, and it was like fucking poetry. I'll yep. send you the video of it, and like I even like like one of my favorite promos, and it's not even like one of the greatest promos of all time, but one of my favorite promos is after he beat Bret Hart at WrestleMania 10, and they ask him like how he feels. He goes, "I'm top of the world. You don't understand. I'm the best son now." When mom and dad, I'm the best. Do you think Bret Hart, your brother, has a chance of winning the world title? There's no way. He can't even beat me. I'm the number one heart. I should be the number one contender. He has no chance in a world title match. And obviously I didn't say verbatim, but just like yeah, yeah, he yeah. had so much passion. And yeah. I'm just so happy with news. Great news. Fantastic. So this might, this might make you love him even more, but apparently the big facilitator in this whole thing was Jericho. Oh, my God. Jericho, what a fucking sweetheart. So apparently it, it was revealed, and I just, I just found this out as I was skimming through the news about it. Uh, it was a passion project for me, and obviously Martha and Tony, we worked on it for a long time, about a year and a half, to put the deal together. I just knew I wanted Owen's legacy to be something positive and something great as far as wrestling goes, rather than just to be dwelling on his death. That's the main reason why we all wanted this to happen, so we can celebrate Owen's career and contributions he made. 
good stuff, dude. So Jericho, whether you like him or you don't, like fucking a Jericho loves the business. He loves the people in it. So speaking of AEW, since we're still on their subject, uh, they're they're firing on all cylinders lately. They have Man. just signed Adam Cole, Bebe, mm-hmm. Ryan Danielson, mm-hmm. and for the first time in seven years, CM Punk. Yep, and we've got a couple of matches out of all of them. Um, Wowza. Big, big stuff. Um, on a whole, I'm happy. I thought, I thought the CM Punk coming back and his little speech was nice. It was... It was a great speech where he talked a lot about nothing, but what he did talk about was nice. Right. Um, I think Daniel Bryan being in there is fantastic. Adam Cole, I think it gives him a chance to do what he needs to do to fucking get over. Um, I do have one concern. Which is? Which is, I'm afraid that that they're going to go the route WCW did, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because here's what I'm going to say. And I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. Yep. As fantastic it is as they're going there, none of these stars are people that I care about being in WWE right now. The 1997 Dodge Viper is a fantastic car, but uh-huh. it's still a fucking 1999 Dodge Viper. Right. No one's driving it right now. Yep. CM Punk is not in WWE for a reason. Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan or whatever you want to call him, Right, granted, he was just in WWE. He's no longer for a reason. Right? Adam Cole, I, I think it's bogus that he's not fucking higher up. That that is a tragedy. But like all these people they like Christian. You know how much I love Christian. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Christian. Yeah, you know, there's a reason why he's not in WWE. Now right. listen, listen, let's be straight. WWE is not doing good right now. We can talk right. about that later. Yep. But Unless Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, The Rock, John Cena, unless like a huge fucking like, oh my God, The Undertaker came back and returned to wrestling at AEW, oh, but Jesus. like, 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 I think these are disposable names that Vince McMahon is not worried about. Like, I, I, I do think that Vince isn't taking it seriously. Like, I think CM Punk going there is a major thing. And if he doesn't take that seriously, it would be a detriment to him. But I, I, I think if he was smart, I, 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 w- I don't think I would be terribly concerned. But that's if WWE was doing things right, and they're not. WWE is doing only one thing right right now. Roman. And that's Roman Reigns. Yeah. Right? And, and we can talk about Big E getting the title mm-hmm. and how that could be a positive. Because, mm-hmm. honestly, I love Lashley. I, I, have a the- I have a theory of why Big E got the title, but okay. Okay, well, I love Lashley. I do. I think Lashley is amazing. Like, I love him as champion. Yeah. But I honestly think the titles work best when one is a heel and one is a face. And, uh, I mean, why not give Big E a shot? Who knows if it will work or not? Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Who knows, right? Maybe there's other people that should have had the title. But here's the thing. Putting everything aside, the only thing that has been consistently A++ has been Roman. Like, right. you can say stuff has been good. Like, Orton has been good. But, I mean, Orton has been better. He's just good right now. Mm-hmm. So, the meteoric rise of AEW is really fun to watch. I'm super excited what they do. I heard Bray Wyatt is going over there. So, I think the deal is finished. Yep. So, that should be good. But, again, it's kind of like I have all these great action figures. If I don't want to play with them, 
Is there a reason why I'm not playing with them? So I think Bray. And, oh God, sorry. Oh, and I was going to say, other than Bray, and I don't know Bray's age, but most of the people that they got: Mark Henry, Big Show, mm. Christian, mm-hmm. Jericho. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Jericho is the original AEW, so I won't count him. But yep. CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, none of them are younger than forty. I think CM Punk's the youngest at forty-two, maybe. So. I think the thing with me is, and I'm right there with you as far as the WCW comparison, um, you know, Henry and show are going to be more backstage roles. They're not going to be on TV as much as compared to the other names you mentioned. Christian is an interesting uh, situation because he's the impact world champion. And yeah. I will kind say, like back and forth. but I, I like that. I'd rather him go to impact and give them a name to help give some some eyeballs on that side than to have you know what I mean like cool you did the thing with Kenny win the impact title back and then like start to okay let's let's start to, to to balance the scale a little bit you know what I mean and I really like the fact that impact and AEW are playing nice with each other I think that's I, phenomenal I think it's smart because I yeah. think impact knows what they are which has been the problem they've had for years but that's another whole long winded conversation point is though um now you have three really big names coming in practically at the same time. Punk is doing his own thing, fighting the guys he wants to fight. And again, they're not overexposing him either. Brian, I think they wanted to do the thing with Kenny Omega, which did you see that match, by the way? <laughs> oh, my God. I saw, yeah. Good yeah, Lord. It was good. Um, it was good. I think the finish was smart. I think that they're just doing it to be like, yeah, you, you don't think we can we can do good matches? Here's a, Here's one we're going to give away for free. And that's why I wasn't too bummed about like the title not being on the line, the finish, and blah, blah, blah. Um, Cole is just adding another phenomenal wrestler to like Kenny Omega's like little like Aussie, which I'm fine with. I think Wyatt is the only one left that I would I would pluck as like, you know, a guy that you're gonna take. Um, for those of you, because I was originally like, well, how the hell is Wyatt gonna get there? Because he has a 90-day no compete that doesn't end until the end of October. Found that little fun thing about WWE contracts. Apparently, you can waive that. Yeah. So the 90-day no-compete clause is the consent is the consent of you will not go on anywhere, uh, you will not wrestle on anything that is television or pay-per-view, and you will still get paid for those 90 days. If you don't take the money, you can waive the no no the non-compete clause. Oh shit, son. I mean, now, if enough money's getting thrown at you by AEW, then... Now, Adam Cole's another situation completely because his contract, much like Dean Ambrose and John Moxley, their contract's expired. So if you expire your contract, there's no 90-day no-compete. You can do whatever the hell you want, which is why Adam Cole literally, like, ended everything on NXT, like, the week before and then popped on him. But anyway, um, so I think that it's starting to become a concern of mine, too, of, like, you know, AEW, like, indie talent being coming in and being overshadowed by these ex WWE guys. But as long as the match qualities are there and, and the entertainment value and everything is still on a high note, then shoot, let's ride this way for a little bit while longer. It's when you start to scoop up anybody you can like, Oh shit, we got Virgil. You know what I mean? Like that kind of like level of quote unquote stardom. Like so far, everyone they've scooped up from WWE has brought something to the table. And as far as like being legends being misused, I think Jericho is probably their their star legend player. I mean, look at Sting. Sting is like the supporting person for Darby Allen. 
It's not about Sting. Sting has been in the background. Hell, Sting didn't even come out during Punk's match with Darby Allen at the pay-per-view, which I thought was a very big class act thing to do because he knew that it would take away from, you know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't about him. So on one hand, I share your same trepidations, but on the other, I think they are taking this like carefully as best as they can. They're positioning them the right way so that it's not like, oh, okay, Brian's getting a title shot that's seemingly right off the bat. Fair point. But Christian's off to the side. He's doing his own thing. Punk's doing his own thing. And Cole's, like, everyone's kind of in their own little, you know, areas. They're not all vying for the title. It's not changing hands every 30 freaking seconds. Um, but where AEW is doing great, <sighs> WWE not doing so hot, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think yeah. um, yeah. So, not to sound like a broken record, mm-hmm. but here I go. WWE could easily fix its problems if it did the following things. Take notes, kids. Okay, Andrew Shelton's key to success. Here we go. A stuff of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> number num, number one, uh, just destroy the brands. Like have them be. But Andrew, we're doing a draft week. next week. Fuck the draft. Fuck it up his ass. I want you to take the draft, eat the draft, shit out the draft, take the draft, serve it to Vince McMahon, so then he eats your shit, so that he eats and shits out your shit that shit out the draft. Like fuck the draft. The draft was only good for one thing. It's when they had the influx of talent from WCW. And it worked for three, four years, but after that, it became a joke, right? So number one, destroy the draft, right? Listen, if if WWE, listen, WWE, Stephanie, Paul, Vince, listen, Vince is taking over NXT, so it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, don't don't get me started on that fucking kid X. Okay, anyways, listen, destroy the draft, right? Right consolidate the titles. You do not have the talent to have two women's divisions, two tag team divisions, three, two big card divisions, three, and two world have uh, three. What's the third one? I see U.S. and what else? North American. Uh, that's NXT. Fucking, I'm not talking about uh, NXT. Excuse me, right NXT 2.0. Uh, listen, I'm not talking about NXT right now. Now I'm just it's trying to piss you off. <laughs> Right? WWE <laughs> needs... Because look at it this way. Wouldn't the women's division be a lot more fun if you had one division that had Bailey, Sasha Banks, uh, Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, and uh, fucking Manhandle Slam woman Becca Lynch? Like, it'd be fucking good. Less and is always more. One, yes. So really, WWE should have the following setup, right? Mm-hmm. They should have the WWE Championship... Mm-hmm. Fuck the universal title, kill it, right? A mm-hmm. tight de- uh, division, mm-hmm. a woman's division. If you want to have mm-hmm. a woman's tag, that's fine. I'm cool with it. Right. Keep the intercontinental. Keep the keep the U.S. so it can be because U.S. has had too much of a lineage and history. You can't really get rid of it. Have it be like a a European title, like a, a lower mid card title, right? Yep. And then fuck it. If you want to keep our truths. 24 7 title it really doesn't matter because it's just it's it's between r-truth and rob rob garcati it doesn't matter like it it's just r-truth title right Right. so you have a stable division of title so first of all now we we have we have just one brand which is wwe with a clear fucking title 
set up. And then what you need to do is you fucking need to find the next big thing. You need to. You need to have, I can't, oh, my God, I can't believe I say this. I told you this a million times. The biggest problem with John Cena is John Cena never really passed the torch. I know they tried to do it with Roman, but it was rushed, it was sloppy, and it was bad. Like, if you look at every torch passing, right, right, theoretically, <laughs> Like right, a woman blowing seven Hogan, guys. <laughs> When Hogan was on his way out, right? Yeah. When Hogan was on his way out. Uh -huh. They were prepping Brett. They were prepping Brett. And when Hell, Brett they prepped was on Warrior. Way, yep. Well, Warrior was Warrior, right? But Brett was really in the next in line. And then when Brett was kind of fading and they started putting him in the heel position, Austin. And then when Austin was around, they had Rock at the same time. And Rock held the company when Austin was gone for a year. And then they became kind of equals. And yep. then when Rock and Austin left, who kind of came in, it was Batista, it was Orton, it was Cena, and it was Lesnar. And right. Cena was clearly the most successful, right? Yep. But who did they prep afterwards? Roman is a fantastic heel, and he works best as a heel. We, we've seen that time and time again. I can't believe this guy's a face. Maybe they might be able to make it work, but they need a face. They need someone. So Is it Big E? I don't know. I don't, I, not I don't, now. I don't think so. I don't think now. Maybe later. But I don't think so. Um, so you heard about them making a fourth brand, though, right? No, don't no. I didn't hear this. No. Thunder on Thursdays. No, baby, no, baby girl, don't say this. No, daddy, don't, daddy, no. Yeah, they want to do a fourth no, brand. Daddy. No, what is it? Don't no. They're testing demos for it now. Oh no! What They're is gonna, it going to be called? Thursday night thunder. Oh no! Why are they calling it that, daddy? Daddy, why are they calling it that? They're going to make it look a lot like the WCW Thunder? Daddy, no. They're going to add one on Tuesdays, and then they're going to add one on Wednesdays, and they're going to add one on Saturday. And Dude, they're just going to turn. Get your shit together before you I, throw I'm, more I'm, in the I'm, I'm fucking you. I'm fucking with you on the fourth brand thing. Oh, God damn. <laughs> I, I will come to your house, and I will 3D you a single 3D. Just so, me, three so, D. So a one, so a one D would. <laughs> a one D. It would be like a two and a half D. No, a one and a half D. A one that direction. One. <laughs> exactly. I will one direction. <laughs> that that if I be if I become a wrestler, that's my finisher. The one direction. That's actually. That's actually not a bad name. It's actually not a bad name for a finisher. No, it isn't. It's actually pretty good. Oh my god! Imagine that you could take like boy band stuff and turn them into like fucking oh my god he just hit the in sync he's yeah. in sync he's got the whole lot actually in. nope oh i got god. I, oh my god it's the 98 degrees oh i was just gonna hit 98 degrees oh my god that's so good yeah. oh my god good oh, shit anyway all right right WWE could fucking fix <sighs> but it can't because it's not listening to me no i i think i think the only thing is that i, I hope that aew Forces WWE to try and some do some things differently, you know, and try to switch things up. And by the way, just for my own little theory, I think the reason they gave Biggie the championship now is because Goldberg couldn't make it to Saudi Arabia. You serious? It's my guess. Dude. Think, think of it this way. Yeah, think of it this way. The next pay per view is Crown Jewel, which is in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. So. 
Goldberg was supposed to headline that with Lashley for the title. Clearly that didn't happen. So that's my guess. Dude, talk about a wrestler that's just like crumbled in the past few years. I just, it's just like, stop. Stop going back to the well that's clearly like, what are you trying to suck water out of the bricks at the bottom of the well? Like, listen, I like Goldberg. I honestly, honestly do. Very good human being. And I think, like, I, I think I mentioned this before, the run with Lesnar that he had when he came back, chef's kiss, beautiful, wouldn't change a fucking thing. Hall of Fame, in and out, boom, done, mazel tov, put a fucking bow on that, you're perfect. Why? Why do you feel the need to bring back Bill Goldberg? I, I don't understand. He is not the ratings grab that you think he is. Like, again, I, with all due respect... He is not the ratings grab that he once was. Lesnar, I can see as a ratings grab because he's more fresh and more relevant. Goldberg is not. He just isn't. Yeah, yeah I, I like d- Goldberg too back in 1999. I thought I thought he was old and gimmicky in 2003. Like, I don't uh, know. Don't even get me started on that one. Here's the, here's the biggest problem I have with Goldberg, and it's kind of the same problem I have with Lesnar, and this is his personal gripe, right? It has nothing to do I think with their legacy, but my biggest problem with those two is the fact they were handed everything when they came to the WWE, and they were both there for like a year and change. Lesnar was there longer than than Goldberg, and they both yep. left. 2004, they just left. They dropped everything, and I and I understand why Lesnar didn't like to travel. I don't know what Goldberg's problem was, but maybe he didn't mesh well with locker room. Who knows, right? I don't care. I don't fucking care. But my problem is is that these motherfuckers left. And they left on such a short career, and they come back, and they get handed the world. And they have these high-profile matches when they're in their 40s, which is fine and good. But I don't want to see old men wrestle. I don't mind seeing old men wrestle when they've been consistently wrestling. I'm cool with seeing old man Taker and old man Flair and and fucking old man even Cena. Cena's kind of getting old. But I don't mind watching them because they've been consistently wrestling. I just don't want to see these fuckers uh, disappeared because of, let's be honest, right? Because of their ego. Right. That's the problem. Like, like I'm cool with Rock doing that, right? Well, because Rock's my favorite wrestler, but Rock also had a seven-year career before he left. He did everything, and he, he put effort in. And same thing with, like, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle left, and he came back 11 years later, but Kurt Angle had a solid six six-year career, I would say. I mean, two two of those years he was probably on the shelf, but, like, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Yes, yes. I don't feel that with him, Goldberg, and I don't feel that with fucking... Uh, Lesnar. Uh, what's his name? Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I can enjoy them. Yeah, that's fair. I can enjoy but, them for what they are, but, but for me, they will never be the great one. Best. Of course not. Um, and, and I think, uh, speaking of enjoying, we hope you guys enjoyed this week's, uh, this month, this installment of the World of Fandom Podcast. I think now is the time to end on a high note, right, Andrew? Correct, yes. And also, it's almost 12 o'clock, and we both have work in the morning. I'm staying up. Whoop! You are? Yeah. I don't know. I, might, I, don't, I don't know. What time is it? Uh, 11.50 uh, at night. Oh, wow. So we did an hour and change. Mm-hmm. We sure did. We want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in this week, sir. This installment of World of Fandom Podcast. I 
am OK Fabian. Follow me on Twitter at OK Fabian. Follow my good friend Andrew here at Andrew Cutter Inc. on the Twitters as well. I believe Instagram is the same handle as well. Or you just follow us on the Twitters for the show at Pod Fandom. So you guys get the latest on when we drop on your favorite podcasting platforms. That is, of course, Spotify, iTunes, Apple. Uh, it's called Apple Podcasts. I don't even freaking tell anymore, but it's everywhere that you guys can find your favorite podcasting podcasts. Yeah, that's right. Podcasting pod. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm just going to go with that. I'm too tired to goddamn think right now. Andrew, any last minute things before we uh, wrap things up this week? No, nothing at all. He's just I dead. My piece. He's just, he's just, <laughs> he's just dead tired at this point anyway. Well, folks, thank you again for tuning in until next time. Take care. And as always, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>